0: Today on the Whatsoever Things Show, it's a bonus episode, part two of the boys and their interview with Gator. They chat about men's Bible studies, the importance of sharing the gospel, and Gator shares about his special keychain. It's another great show, so hang on, here we go. Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Whatsoever Things Show, a podcast designed to stimulate your mind, tickle your funny bone, and encourage your faith.
1: Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things.
0: This is the Whatsoever Thing Show, recorded on April 19th, 2021. Part two of the interview with Gator. If you missed part one, be sure to go back and give it a listen so you don't miss Gator's testimony.
2: That reminds me of the, you know, I work with the kids ministry. The uh, Royal Rangers Ministry here, and I've, I quote this all the time. But S. Truett Cathy, the founder of um, Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. has a quote, and you know he did did, did stuff with kids in uh, in uh, fostering, and he said it's better to build boys than to mend men. men. Yeah, and, and to mend a man is tough. It takes It's a long road.
1: It is. That's because we're dumb. And once we're, Cause once we're, we're men. Once, once uh, once what well, do you innocent, think our lives complain so much for? <laughs> we're men. I don't know why mine's complaining. I am <laughs> the perfect husband. I just Gotta say that.
3: So, can you get it? different
4: <laughs> If I can, if I can just, if I can just uh, talk about Gator for a little bit. I remember when I got on with the county. I was riding with Ben. You remember that? And oh yeah. We came out on your job, and uh, Ben's like, "Oh, this guy's named Gator." And I'm like, "I know, I know Gator." And I walked in and I introduced you, or you guys knew each other, but I'm like. Ben, this is my spiritual leader here and i'll just say that i've not said that about anybody else Mm -hmm. there is you have been like step for step with me and it's because like you're just you really care about all the guys that you talk to everybody you have contact with it's you can tell that there's honest relationship like there's you really want to see the best out of people you really want to make them do good um you know, I was just thinking, while you were talking, I was thinking about the first time I met you, this was way back, um, Rusty Belcher, um, he just got saved, I mean, yeah. you know, he rededicated way back then, yep. and I remember he was talking to me every day, and he said, Josh, we should start a Bible study, I'm like, Rusty, and I'm like, yeah, I'm young, okay, I'm like 20 or something, and... I'm like, Rusty, I can't start a Bible study. That's not a good idea. He said, like, Well, I'm going to talk to Daryl about it. So he goes and talks to Pastor Daryl. And we have a Bible study. And me, my wife, and Rusty start this Bible study. Just luckily, they gave us a book to go over. And you and Shereen showed up. Yep. Some proud people showed up. You showed up. And I think another couple showed up. Yep. And Brother Harold. It became pretty clear. You were the teacher in the class, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't us. And uh, I remember that thing didn't work out. And that's, I think, when you started your men's Bible study. And I, Rusty, I think, might have been your first victim. Well,
3: after, victim. <laughs> after that one kind of fell apart, Pastor, I used to teach at the other church, but it was co-ed. Because I wanted, you can't just do the men. Um, I had one couple who was living in a car. You know, had come in and got saved at the church, while living in a car. No jobs, no nothing. Best meal of the week. And I was, you know, trying to help them and take care of them. And I I found this old ratty little pull trailer. You know, we drug it over behind the uh, um, church over there and got it set up, got them water, you know, and it was taking care of them. But you got it. I was trying to take care of everybody. They had like four kids, you know. And it's like, man, this is a rough one, you know. But I used to try to make sure that nobody got left behind. If you come in and got saved, I wanted to make sure there was somebody there in your corner fighting for you and with you to show you that it's not just a fluke, that God is real Mm -hmm. and God takes care of his children if you're devoted to him. See, that's where a lot of people fall short. They don't want to devote themselves to God. If you devote yourself to God, the way it says, you submit. That's the only way you can resist the devil, right? Submit unto him first, then resist the devil. You can't do it on your own. You're not strong enough. None of us are. And I wanted to teach them, if you'll just turn your life over to Christ and do what he says, God will take care of you. And he does. And that's where I come from over there. And we had a, you know how churches are, had a falling out over there. And uh, anyway, Tim, you know, everybody knows Tim. He was my electrician for a few years. And me and Tim had done many a big house together. And Tim says, well, why don't you come on over to Oxford where I go? I says, well, yeah, I'll do that, and uh, I'll never forget. Never, as long as I live, I'll never forget. When we were in the old sanctuary, or not the old the sanctuary, but the gym, you know, you guys would work hard setting up chairs and taking them down and all that, you know. And I'm a front row man. I'm gonna sit on. I don't care if I go to a Baptist church. I'm gonna sit on the front row and holler amen. He can throw me out or, or cheer me on, willing <laughs> to. And uh, I've got some looks, but anyway. <laughs> And I always sit it, up there. And I
2: remember, I remember um, you being up front, and I want to say almost like a blue suit. Mm-hmm. And Joe Simons was not too far behind you, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And that was just cool. That's the you, one two you punch. punch, you were hooting and hollering, and yeah. Pastor was calling Joe was yeah. as well would, mm-hmm. would
3: call out and yeah. do stuff. Yes. But when I come over here, and nobody knew it, I was I was tore up inside. I was spiritually tore up inside because of what I had to leave at that other church and i'm not going to ring my bell or toot my horn here Mm. but i built an outback camp uh, um singing area with a big huge 18 by 40 uh, tarp i made all the picnic tables i built a stage i I got funding for a sound system and we used to call it singing under the oaks and once a month we'd have a sing out there i'd cook a whole pig you know i'd roast a whole hog up you know and 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 camaraderie with the guys. Guys had come over. we start at 3 o'clock in the morning, and everybody would come over there, and, you know, we'd all have fun together. And we'd cook, you know, and get ready. And that afternoon, it took all day to cook the hog. You know, and about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we'd start eating and have gospel groups there, and we'd start singing out there under them oaks. And there had horseshoes winging and a-dinging over there and a-pinging and a sparks flying <laughs> yeah. in the dark. And it was good stuff. And I left all that. I built the mm. kitchen. Yeah. I went in and put new counters in. I put built new cabinets for them. I got them refrigerators. I got stuff donated for it. You know, I had my heart and soul in that church and I had to walk away from it. So I don't know whether you can picture my heartache. Uh, yeah. I think you're I feeling could, it right yeah. now. Yeah. Cause probably, I'm feeling it cause I still feel it. Yeah, there's a lot of sweat <laughs> equity involved exactly. in that. And you had to. And uh, anyway, I walked away from that mm-hmm. and I come over here and I would sit on that front row and. I love Pastor Darrell. Yeah. Pastor Darrell's word from God always meets you where you're at. And uh, I forget how many Sundays it was. I'd sit on that front row, and we'd be doing praise and worship, and the front of my shirt would be soaked from my tears because I felt so guilty of being over here at another church. I didn't have no praise in me. Wow. It's just like it was all corked up, and I forget it was Mark. Mark, the other, yeah, the other, yep. Mark said something up there on that that stage one day. He usually doesn't talk that much, but that morning he just happened to say something, you know. And it just kind of hit me between the eyes. It was about worship, or yeah. I forget what it was. I can't even remember, but I know it hit me between the eyes. And God, uh, it's. I'll never forget it. God didn't audibly talk to me, but in my spirit, he kept saying, It's okay.
4: Hmm.
3: It's okay. And I, I'll never forget it. It was like hot oil coming over top of me and just running down and saturating me. Hmm. And you guys ain't been able to shut me up since. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I'll, I'll never forget that. God was saying, It's okay. It's okay. Let her fly. You know, these call me the high-stepper. <laughs> I go across the front <laughs> of that church with my right leg about six feet off the ground <laughs> and put out a word of God. You know, and I hadn't done that in years. Yeah. And I come over here, and God says, it's okay. I don't high-step anymore. But I will. T- I will. T- <laughs> I will tell t- t- you the word of God. Uh, well, I try to make a difference with everybody.
2: I remember Mark did the men's. Talent show. He did a drum thing. He was, you know, he was always just so quiet. Yeah. And he stepped out and did that. That was really used cool. him cue sticks. Yes, he was just everything. But I know just from all the time I've known you since then,
4: the the weekly encouragement that you give me. I'm like I grew up in church and I had a pretty good family, and so I know the Bible really well. I, I mean, I should. You could someone from the outside could look at somebody like me, like, Oh, he doesn't need discipleship, he doesn't need that kind of stuff. Yes, I do, and everybody does. We all do, everybody Mm. at this church doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian or not, you've got to have that encouragement every week or something on a regular basis. And to be honest, Gator, I'm a better man because of you. I mean, because you actually did pour into me. I think Thomas could probably. Okay, maybe I throw Thomas under the bus. <laughs> but I think he can say something to it, too. It is true. You, I go because of you, you know? I don't know. That's about as emotional as I get. <laughs> I, I, sorry. <laughs>
2: Gator, I have a question. Yeah, man. Um, have, have you been uh, Have you done work for the Lord or something where you've pushed and it didn't work out? Uh, I've got, Josh and I talk, we have lots of goals and aspirations and we talk about, oh, we should do this. But a lot of the times I think it's just me thinking, seeing a need, but wanting to put myself in there. And when it's, it's not my season, I, I, pastors talked about this recently about uh, uh, Moses, yep. you know, and, and Moses spent 40 years as a mm-hmm. shepherd mm-hmm. before, he, before yeah. he was shepherding the people, mm-hmm. working for his father-in-law. And then he became that training. Then he became a shepherd to this, the people for another 40 years. And I feel like that's where, maybe that's where I'm at. And and, and I'm where I'm at is where I need to be. But yeah. I keep thinking of, yeah. you know, reaching over here
3: and doing. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. And um, let's go to the first part of that question you asked about, have I done anything that, you know, that I pushed and didn't have it work out? I can't count the number of people on my fingers and toes that have walked away from the Lord after I've poured my heart out. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I told you guys, yeah. I told you all the other night and I got quite emotional about it because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very deep thing. You know, when you pour out your heart and your soul to somebody and it doesn't make a difference, it hurts you. But over the years and year after year, I've got it. Now I don't want to say calloused uh, over that, but, I kind of have to look as I can expect it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But the Lord has always told me um, and always makes me feel, do the best you can. And that's all you can do. Um, if you come in hungry and I'm the one around you and God says, feed me, I'll feed you. If, if you need the spiritual help, you know who to call. You know I got I got a call this morning we got one of our brothers that's hurting that's the reason I did all the stuff this morning. Mm-hmm. you were asking me about that because yeah. I don't text that, text, text that often but yeah. I got a phone call earlier this morning and he's been battling all weekend mm-hmm. you know and uh, he was telling me I said well you know what just stop just stop I says we can talk about it all day let's pray about it mm-hmm. so let's <laughs> let's get to the root of the matter and 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 just get down to it. So I prayed with him this morning, and it made a difference for him. Um, it does make a difference. I, and you're talking about, you don't know whether it's your time or not, and um, I used to, man, I used to work so hard at trying to be successful at discipleship, and you know other people, and making sure that you know, that you know, and, and mm-hmm. come on, man, I'm, grab my hand, dude. Yeah. You know, and here we, come on, you know? You know, just, um, but then I run into a lot of roadblocks and different things. And like you say, I don't know what's my time. And God used to instill upon me one day at a time. You take each and every day. And I always pray. I don't pray it every morning. It's be a lie because I don't pray it every morning. But I pray, God, if there's somebody that needs to hear my testimony or a word from you, open the door today for me. And don't let it be, my words speak, let it be you that speaks through me so that it will make a difference in their life. And it doesn't happen every day, but I'll tell you what, every now and then, mm-hmm.
4: that
3: old door opened open up and I'll stick this number 11 in it. All right, and that faithfulness to that
2: will, is something that, yes, it, it could it could be the very last week of your life and that come to fruition, but that's. That's,
3: that's right, and you always take each day that you live And you do the best that Mm -hmm. you can for whoever you can. Just like the Bible says. You know, sometimes you just gotta lay put yourself, you know, apart from everything else and do what's, you know, you can do.
4: So should Mike start a men's Bible study? I think that's what he's
3: asking. (laughs) That's (laughs) between us. No, that is strictly between him and the Lord. There's a See with God and me, He opened all the doors. Pastor Daryl, you guys don't probably I I may have told y'all, but I've talked to Pastor me and Pastor Darrell talk quite a bit. Um, and he knew what I did at the other church, and he, he would come to me. And I think the first one he brought to me was Tom Boer.
2: Hmm.
3: And uh, he says, Edgar, he says, I knew you. You know, you used to teach a Bible study, you know, at night and for men. And uh, have you thought about getting back into a men's Bible study?" And I was like, "Yes, sir. I've, it's always been on my mind because it's always my passion." And Miss Shereen likes to cook for you guys. You know, says, it wasn't hard to twist our arm. Um, Then I got Tom. pastor said, can you take Tom? He's got anger issues. You know, I says, okay. Only if he doesn't yell at me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't matter. No, I know you don't care. And, uh, because I'll whoop your butt. Uh You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he come to me with Tom. And I I mentored Tom for a while. And uh, it was only rusty pastor come to me says can you i got another guy can you take another guy I said, yes sir so i got two and then he come to me with another guy
4: somehow i wound up in there for yep. a while he came
3: come with number three so yeah. i had three guys all the time and then it kind of grew you know it, it, it goes and comes you know and who's there who's not there god always puts there who needs to be there i guess or wherever he does i don't question him i just do what i you know, but even like do.
4: it's so successful, though, that you got guys sitting on the floor and yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. it, when this podcast because you'll have a line of people wanting to come and you don't have but so much room.
3: That's it. We're maxed out right now. I
4: know. And so Mike needs to start a Bible
1: well, study, right? <laughs> <So we're laughs> when, when I well,
2: when I had gotten saved and I was uh, it, it was at a time and I joined right away a Thursday night Bible study. With guys and, and why well, is it always Thursday? I know. Night. <laughs> and and uh, a number of us ended up getting a house and sharing a house together, so it was like Bible study all the time. Yeah. But I, I I you know sort of romanticize about that time, and I know what that means, and it's just it's just you know there's a lot of excuses, but that's one area. Josh, thank you for bringing that yep, up. No, that I, I think that, of, well, and I know if I started a Bible study, obviously, it, it would do some good, but. But am I the right person at the right time for the for the people? And, and I don't want to think about what you have going on and what I had back then and, and try to make that work. Well, and I'm not, I'm not work just out.
3: I'm just gonna tell you one thing. And you heard it in the sermon Sunday morning. What do you have in your hand? Yep. And are you in right. God's hand? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Y'all think about that one a minute. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the full quiver full of arrows. All you got to do is make the move, and God, if it's what you're supposed to, God blesses it. You know what? I mean, I've had. That Bible study in my house ain't no uh, piece of cake all the time, That's, you know. What? what you
4: just said is classic Gator. I mean, we're talking hypothetical, and then yeah, you yeah. put it right down oh, on yes. us. It's, <laughs> it's funny. The, the
1: first time I ever came to Bible study, Josh had, had asked me to come, and I come showing up to a house that I don't know with guys I don't know, and I'm nervous and all that, and, and it was great. And the whole like as soon as we left, I rode with Josh there. As soon as we left, he was like. Peter just understands the Bible in a way I could I just don't think I ever could. <laughs> and I was uh, like, well, I'm, he's probably smarter than you are. No,
3: no, it ain't and, and and I'm I'm probably a lot of illiterate on a lot of stuff. But I get up at five in the morning, I go out to my desk and I sit down and I study the Bible and always ask God to fill me up. Show me. You guys wonder where all these lessons come from? Yeah. I can go out there on this. I went out there this past Saturday, and I wrote a whole thing.
4: Yeah, and that's something you always instill into us, too, is find your log. Find get, your log. Get, mm-hmm. get by yourself.
3: See, that's the greatest thing about knowing the Lord. When you find your log, God can use you. He can fill you up. But you got to find your log. How do you expect to have a relationship and, and move forward with the Lord if you don't make time for the Lord?
1: Mm-hmm. See, my log's made out of porcelain. I don't know if that makes a difference <laughs> I or don't not. Think, I but think there. it works. Every time I'm sitting on a porcelain throne, huh? <laughs> oh,
4: But there is something, and there is a need that, and I I don't. I'm sure ladies Bible studies need their have their needs, but men got to get together. They got to joke and crack, poke fun at each other, and rib each other. And then once all that's done, you can say what's bothering you to some guys that you really. After you've gone through that with them, you can say it. And you like, man, I'm glad I talked about this. Which is weird because it's hard for guys to do because you have to go out, you have to go fight the world, you have to bring the food back home. You know, it's from caveman times till now, it's you know, always been that well way.
3: just a perfect example of that. You know, Miss Ream, she wasn't feeling great last week, so she's staying home. Um, and she you know, the bedroom's right next to the living room. And she probably <laughs> hears
4: every word we say. <laughs> and said. she
3: says, All them guys do is laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, she, do. and she and she and she thought about it a minute and she says they gotta laugh don't they huh. i says, yeah i says, we do have to laugh yeah get that because, out of the way yeah well it's uh, like bible says uh, laughter is good for the heart uh, you know it's it's a good medicine um, but you know there's a seriousness but too and you, you guys, you know, that was y'all, y'all don't know how much I enjoyed sitting up there and listening to y'all talk. <laughs> and you be put on the hot seat with all them nod heads.
1: Well, not many people enjoy listening to me talk, so I appreciate you saying that, Gator.
3: You did a great job. Everybody's been up there so far has done a great job. I hope some other people do a great job.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna
4: read a verse in the Bible and say, "Now, what do y'all think?" <laughs> yeah, yeah for, for some
3: context, because most
1: people aren't gonna understand. Gator has had each one of us every other week preparing mm-hmm. something and then it sharing is. it for the Bible study. So yeah. last Thursday was was my time, but yep. this week will be Gator's, and then I'm not sure who's up
3: after that. Um,
4: CJ's coming
1: sometime.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's CJ. I'm it? looking forward to yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Yeah, and He's our youngest. Yeah, CJ's what, 25,
4: 26? Little guy, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah,
3: uh, he's what is he, yeah, seven CJ. foot seven or something no. like that? Yeah. No, he's six five. What? <laughs> what is Harry six seven? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you got to you got to have that camaraderie, and God is, I've had some of my students for 11 years. It's taking that long How about Rusty? and kidding. you've had family you've, had, f- you've had family join too mm-hmm. right yeah i've had family coming i've had yeah. all, all of it my uh my grandson i'm glad you said that he he moved to jacksonville and what's his, his cody name? cody
2: mm-hmm. i remember we were flying back from lithuania we were in germany yeah and or maybe we were in norway and he wanted sushi and i had just started eating sushi yeah And he said he wanted sushi. I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend this time with him. Cody and I went Mm -hmm. and found sushi, and I just I'll always remember this because it was the sushi was on a conveyor belt that circled the (laughs) restaurant right by your table, and so it had it was like orange was like the eighteen dollar, and the green was the ten, and the red was the two. You know, and I grabbed the cheap stuff, but him and I had sushi, and uh, I just got to remember the country, and that it would come by on the anyways. But I wanted to spend that time with them, you mm-hmm. know, big group, and, and well, him and
3: I went and had sushi. Cody, Cody is uh, everybody. I keep saying my grandkids. My grandkids are, not you know, <laughs> grandkids. yeah. My my grand, I got five grandkids. They run from sixteen to twenty-two. Well, Cody's tw- twenty-three, just turned. Excuse me, twenty-three now. Uh, but he moved up to Jacksonville, so and he grew up under me, under mm-hmm. me in, in the uh, the Bible study, and he he loves grandpa, he loves the Lord, and he moved away from that, you know, and it's kind of hard, you know, you know. The 99 and the one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of up there in Jacksonville and he'll call me and uh, you know those uh, Bible bookmarks I make for y'all? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Oswey asked me if I make one to take a picture of it and send it to him so he can read it, you know, cause it means a lot to him to get in, you know, that encouragement that I give you guys. And the reason I make you those Bible marks is one day, one that, that Bible mark that Gator made for you may be just the food that you need for that day. When you're looking through your Bible, you might run across that old Bible mark. Might and those be the hundred dollar bill on, that you need mm-hmm. exactly for your life, and that's the reason I do them. But um, I'm sitting there, and I, I am com- a computer literate. You know, I, I I can do a little. I can do my job. I do my job just fine with my reports and all that stuff. But you know, the, the girls at work and my secretaries they try to teach me different yeah. things they don't want to put too much on me at one <laughs> time they'll, they'll teach me something other you know like this word is right and, yeah. Yeah, this is left it, <laughs> yeah we're past all that but creating papers um, I wanted to make that bookmark all I need is a sheet of paper on the computer that I can go to anytime where I can type it in mm-hmm. and then I can I can cut and paste right. all I want and I can make 10 copies you know for you guys and then <whistles> cut them into the paper cutter and have them ready for y'all on Thursday night. But Cody, I was sitting there doing that and I was thinking about Cody, Cody, Cody. I said, man, I sure miss Cody and him being here, especially he's up there away from me and grandpa can't got that spiritual hook, you know, <laughs> like it used to sink into him when he was around the house, you know? And uh, I was thinking, how can I reach Cody? Because Cody kept calling me, and he was hungry. He's hungry, you know when somebody's hungry for the Lord. You can tell it in their voice. You can tell it in their questions. You can tell when a man's hungry Mm -hmm. and when he, and when he's needing it and and I do my best, you know, to put out stuff. And uh, I'm just wondering, how can I reach Cody? How can I reach Cody? And and, uh, of course the Lord says, well, lumpologist, um, you know, that your grandson is is studying to do does apps on the computers and stuff. He's a, uh, computer technician mm-hmm. he builds computers I said uh, like uh, why don't you ask him what you can do and he says oh I got one better than that how about FaceTime yeah. <laughs> I was like holy cow I never thought about that Cody can be with me every Thursday yeah. night with all these knuckleheads mm-hmm. on a phone with, sitting over by the lamp, like lamp with, with Rusty lamp? with Rusty spinning him around 360 <laughs> on the thing you on know. lamp
4: yeah with a rubber band yeah. <laughs> to the phone <laughs> <laughs> tech. Yeah.
3: but that's how that's how cody can be with us every yeah, thursday night you, now. <laughs> you can
2: encourage them to go to evangel temple because they they have that the construction Jerry told me that we that.
3: yeah um yeah. Now, i'm going to talk that to that slacker Jordan, too because he yeah. said he was going to talk to the, and mm. see if he couldn't get cody hooked up up yeah. there
2: okay well that's good well, gator i i wrote down some questions but you've answered them um and and these were I very th- I know so <laughs> uh, so my one of these questions were what future are we making and if we look at our actions what future will we have and you answered that with the way you live your life and and the way you um, you're trying to help the future of those people that were recently saved and needed discipleship at the old church and and at this church um, uh, that I have here that the 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 church is called to be a difference maker we're on assignment from the king and you touched on that mm-hmm. many of times in, in in answering my question mm-hmm. and uh what, what was the last one i had um uh, our choices and behaviors about, about the truth the the salvation and our willingness to honor the truth will change the future that's right and i think you, even the people that left and fallen away but they know they have that, I and at some point, all yes, do. You've given them a book, uh, a a life bookmark to right. go back to.
3: Yeah, and uh, awesome. you guys were talking about uh, Bible studies and stuff, and uh, we're I'm part of the the Watchmen here at the church, as we oversee and we keep an eye on stuff that goes, you know. Shoot, well, the who, in.
4: Shoot the intruders for get in. Well,
3: whoever comes into church, if you're wearing a trench coat, you know, and you got a big lump under your arm, you know, you kind of yeah. want to keep an eye on that guy. <laughs> so anyway, I stand. Um, Pastor Darrell's my responsibility. I keep an eye on Pastor Darrell. That's the reason I sit where I sit. And that's the reason I stand where Whoa, I stand. Whoa, you're a secret service. So after after service, I <laughs> huh, stand It's not and, really and a secret my, anymore. That's my uh, job. Now That's where a pastor goes and what a pastor does, and
4: does he have a code
3: name like Eagle yeah. or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he's Popeyes. But anyway,
3: I stand there, you know, and everybody sees me standing over there by the door, you know, and I'm I'm watching everybody and what's going on, and I watch people, and I watch people come and go in this church, and I watch, and God gives me a more sensitive eye to young men or younger men, uh, not necessarily the little guys, but like y'all, yeah. your 30-year-olds, your, your late 20s, your, your early 40s, you know, young guys, I you guess. know, like me, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I pay attention to it, and, and I can stand there, and I can tell you right now, I see five men that need to be discipled right now.
4: Are we in the room? No. <laughs> okay, good. No, you're
3: not in the room. There's there's a, there's a need. God shows me that stuff. I watch actions. I there watch, is a need. I watch it's them with their families, with their children. Uh, I watch them interacting with other people. Um, I get around them during service. I listen. I talk to them. There's a need for more than just gator in this church. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There, there should be a stack of gators mm-hmm. throughout this church that are willing to do something, put yourself out a little bit, and make a difference.
4: Yeah.
3: And you were saying about a Bible study? Mm-hmm. Mike, it is so needed in here. I'm, it? I'm telling you, there is a great wanting of God right now. And people are hungry, and they don't even know they're hungry.
4: And, you know, during this conversation, you talked about, you thought you had plenty of time before you had your, your heart attack. Or, but you mentioned, we mentioned Tom. We mentioned Joe Simons. We mentioned Andre. Yeah. Nobody knows how much time they've got. Mark. And Mark, yeah. And we've all lost these guys in yep. recent times. Big piece of my heart years. with each one
3: of those guys. And Loved them guys. And
4: I know, and I'm not picking on anybody, but it's like, we keep thinking, are we ready to start a Bible study? It's like I don't know how much time we got. Maybe we need maybe these guys need to get into a Bible the study, you know.
3: Bible says he comes as a thief in the night, so how much time Every, do you have? We're all
4: terminal walking around and exactly. you don't know how much time you have. That's
3: right. Forty nine years old. I I was the I thought in my mind, forty nine, that's a pretty good man. You didn't want to mess with me. I can tell you that. <laughs> I used to eat twenty-two-year-olds for breakfast at work. Yeah, and i would have them calling their mama by lunch. You know, they don't—they couldn't Danger. handle it. They couldn't okay. handle the heat. They can't—you know—take that physical strain. Uh, I can't do it no more. But I still give you a run for my money. That sure. old song ain't as good as I once was. I like, yeah. still good once as I ever was. Now I make—I may, I may <laughs> loop around for the next few days. Like Saturday, I got this great idea. I gotta make room for the new uh, shed coming, so I had to drop two trees. So I got out the old chainsaw and I dropped two trees Saturday, and I thought my wife had to drag me into the shower at the end of the day because I. We're out. I, I, we're we're
2: out. I remember in Lithuania, we were there to finish a job, The finish a cabin, finish a couple of cabins, yeah. and Gator went through the other ones and came back and said, not one of those doors, and each cabin had bathroom bathroom uh, four doors not one of those doors is hung correctly and they do not swing right and it's not it's going to be a problem from day one so Gator by himself I remember all week hearing him bang those doors out (laughs) and reset them
3: yeah one of them they am swinging the wrong way. Swinging,
2: and, I mean, you were swinging sledgehammer. Yeah. I mean, knocking those things. How do you out? move a
3: wall? Block of wood and a twelve pounder. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was good. Yeah. <clears throat> and you, fin- you made everyone. The poor, my poor grandson was with me, and I worked him like a barred mule. <laughs> 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 Cody was so funny. I'll never forget. There ain't a door I can't hang. You know, I, I'm a door master, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and literally. <laughs> In Lithuania, over here we use cedar shims. You know, they got cedar shims and you cut them and make your own shims out of them. Well, in Lithuania, they come pre-cut and colored and they're plastic. Over here, they're cedar, over there they were plastic and they come in uh, four colors. And I remember Cody, I give him a, a cloth apron and I had two colors in one and two colors in the other. And poor Cody, you know, I'm like a, I'm like a madman when I'm doing that. I give get me
2: blue, in, blue, give me blue, give me blue,
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I would tell Cody, and you know, for a quarter inch, one, quarter inch shim, it'd be a blue one, or a black one, it'd be a half an inch, or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be, <laughs> and all week long, I hollered out at Cody, blue, red, yellow, white.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> He'll probably he probably hates colors from <laughs> now. On. And I and actually, when we were coming home, and and I did I did work extremely hard that. But we finished every single cabin. It was ready for the youth whenever they come. Uh, and it's nothing on me, but that's the way I am. If I got a job to do, I'll do the job. And no no patting me on the back. It's just the way I am. The way I've been geared, that's it, what's And that good. wasn't expected, though. The other cabins were done. Yeah. And, and it was like, no. No, it, they're not they're, right. Can't give something to somebody that's not right. You know, if you can fix it, you got the means to fix it, fix it. You know, put out the effort, you know. And that's the way I live my life. I put out the effort. And God blesses me for it all the time. And uh, on the way back from Lithuania, after, <laughs> after that week with Grandpa, I told Cody. I got him to the side, and I said, Cody, you knew I love you. He said, I know, Grandpa, you love me. I said, I am sorry I worked you like a borrowed mule over there. He says, I loved every minute of it, Grandpa. Oh. He said, watching you. Suck up. You can you can you <laughs> cannot you cannot even pay to get to watch something like that. You know he says you are like a madman. it <laughs> saw us all cutting doors out, rehanging them, flipping around, hollering for shims, nail guns flying. <laughs> but uh, I had to apologize for him. But um, even now I tell him, you know, it's like Cody's like, Grandpa, I love you. He says I wouldn't be half the person that I am without you. It's a and, great testimony. And I, here, I want to read y'all something. I don't, I don't share this with anybody. Y'all. Well,
2: you're about me. to share. It one, the only one What's on that there interweb. <laughs> you put is it a, on the line.
3: Right, this, is, this is what my grandchildren got me for Christmas. Yeah. Whew, they're going to tear me up. It says, Grandpa has ears that truly listen. And to love that is never ending and that means more to me
2: mm-hmm.
3: than gold or silver it's it's a a
2: engraved keychain i yep.
4: think i think that echoes around this church
2: and i don't show
3: y'all are the first ones i've shared that with right. i don't show that to nobody that's i think a that's lot me of and people,
1: my grandkids
4: a lot of people think that about you gator
1: yeah it's not just your grandkids it's
4: i mean i'm sure they love you more but... yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> not on thursday night
4: <laughs>
2: Well, Gator, any uh, parting words for uh, an advertisement for the men's ministry for anybody out there? Yeah, it's,
3: um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do one real quick, because I don't know what kind of time we have here, if you guys are on time, yeah. kind of time restraint. okay. Whatever you got. Um, I told you, I, I, I come walking in here from Sunday school, Sunday morning, and uh, Pastor Scott was in the middle of the lobby there with two men, uh, probably in their late 40s, early 50s, and uh all I say was Pastor Scott pointing at me when I walked through the door, and I was like, I kept turning around and looking, and he's going, "Oh no, you!" <laughs> so I walked over to these guys, and uh, it was the first time here at the church, and uh, they'd been looking for a church for a while, and uh, got to talking to them, and you know, and uh, it was, one of them's name's Neil, and the other one's John, and they're the best of friends, been friends for many, many, many years. Um really been looking hard for a church and a place to belong to and he wanted a church that had a strong men's group so he could get involved into it uh, he's, he says I'm high energy I I, I like to put myself into my, what I, my passion is and he says I, I really want to be able to get into a church that we can do something you know and uh, talked to him for a few minutes and he says and he teared up and he says I lost both of my sons five years ago One at 22, and the other one at 23 within 48 hours of each other. Wow. And it tore me up. You never know when your time is. You can be riding to the grocery store, and a drunk can swerve over out of another lane and eliminate your family, devastate your entire life, where was that person in their spiritual work with, walk with God at that time when they left? Were they saved? Did somebody take time to talk to them about God when they had the opportunity to, or did you just turn your head and walk on down the road, like the man that was wounded? Perfect example of it. Perfect example of it. How hard it is to lose two your two sons within forty eight hours, and both in their twenties. That cut me to the bone, you know, and, uh, I loved on him a little bit. And, uh, um, I walked over to him. I says, I walked up to him. I says, I said, I hope you like the word of God. Cause that's what you get here. You don't get sugar and you don't get candy. You get the word of God. And however God deals it out to you is the way you get it dealt. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we like that. So after the service, and, and Pastor Daryl did a fantastic sermon on mm-hmm. "What have you got in your hand?" Uh-huh. and uh, that that was that was good. Mm-hmm. That was real good. Uh, Pastor Daniel comes up with stuff like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking on Pastor Daniel. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't see me; he's over going. Oh, me! <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Daniel brings a message too. Don't let nobody tell you anything yeah. different either. Yeah. So does Pastor Scott, and so does uh, Pastor Amanda. Amanda. There is some word of God in this church God has got anointings all over this church. It's a good place to be it's a good place to come to it's a good place to join you want a, you want a good family church come on down here mm-hmm. we're real man. There ain't nothing phony about this place. We got a few perks of course we do we're a church you know you got to put that aside and get in there and just glorify God let it mm-hmm. let it let it hang out man
2: mm-hmm. And uh, you, what do they say? You, 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 you found the perfect church
3: until, until you go? Yeah, <laughs> until you go. And they were back out at the desk Are talking to Pastor Scott again uh, after the service. And uh, I says, what do you think? He says, man, he says, it feels like I've been here a year. He says, that was great. He says, I just, I can feel God. Mm-hmm. He said, I felt God in the pastor's message. It, it just it touched me. He says, you can count me in. So that's, there is there is a need for more spiritual leaders around here. You know, that man just lost his two sons a few years ago. I couldn't even imagine, could you, Daniel, losing both of your kids at one time? It'd tear your heart out, wouldn't it?
0: No words. Yeah,
3: no words for it. And I don't want to experience that. I got two knucklehead boys, but I love them to death. I couldn't imagine losing both of my sons. You know, it just—it'd be too much. He needs a—he needs a place to heal
2: from that and to worship exactly, and and to have a place where God can meet and, him. And you know what? We had a great praise and worship service that morning too.
3: <laughs> 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 it yeah, was, um, that was and, good.
2: In the first service, Lee played uh, on and on the 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 prayer song. He sang a song that I hadn't heard since. In, in years. And and Pastor even said, he was like, that's a new song to I me. Mean, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. And that song was just powerful to me a long time ago, and I forgot all
3: about it. I wonder if he sang it again. Well, we haven't been able, it's kind of, well, just like everybody, this whole world, ain't just us, this whole world's been kind of put on the back burner and stopped because of the pandemic. You know, I like to, I like to at least make one baseball game a year with the guys and take some kids mm-hmm. that would never get a chance to go and have the guys sponsor a kid Mm -hmm. let's load the bus up and let's go watch the Mm -hmm. rays you know sitting in air conditioning in a soft seat eating Mm -hmm. hot dogs and getting sick you know I like to do that I like to do a fishing trip get all the guys together get the camaraderie you know go out there and puke over the side you know a few Mm -hmm. times (laughs) you know you need that stuff we haven't been able to do that lately Mm -hmm. and uh, I miss that. and I know the guys miss it here um, I'm hoping things will change and loosen up so that we can. i tell you something I really want to do. I want to get with Jerry and the guys, and I want to cook us a big pot of parlo and get us a little tent and set it up out there side of the road. And I have a big sign that says, do you need prayer?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Are you hungry? Are your kids hungry? Stop in here. Mm-hmm. And I want to give them a big old bowl of nothing but good old chicken perlo,
2: <laughs>
3: you know, and, and all the love that they can handle. And I want to be able to pray for those folks if they got struggles in their life, if they got spiritual battles going on. That's what I want to do. People will
2: stop. I, People will they stop. will. My wife's grandfather used to do that one time a year. Barbecue on the side of the it road is so and it simple. free
3: and they stop. It's so simple. It is no, it's fun. And you know, the greatest part? You get to do God's work, too. And you don't even have to go out and chase them to come to you.
2: Well, I think you've you've given us...
4: Yeah, Gator, you're a special kind of character. i tell you what.
3: That's a, that's a simple way to put it. <laughs>
2: well, thank you so much for coming
3: on to the Whatsoever Things podcast, Gator. You, you hit it out of the park. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, you know me. I just run my big mouth like... I always tell everybody, God, give me this big mouth and these big ears to listen and speak. And that's, I try to do the best that I can with both of them. Thank you so much. And trust everyone that listens to this will be blessed. Amen. Thank you.
0: All right, y'all, we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. The Whatsoever Things podcast is just a group of folks sitting around talking about their faith, and it does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the leadership of Oxford Assembly of God. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe in whatever your favorite podcast application is. And if you'd like to find out more information about our church, you can visit our website at www.oxfordag.org. That's O-X-F-O-R-D-A-G.org. We'll see you next time.